This is episode 33. Love endures all things. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh Bertram, my man, my friend. Andrew, how are you, dude? I'm doing Doing great. Christmas just finished for us. Yes. Uh, So hopefully it was good for you, and now you have a two-year-old, so it's probably a blast to watch her open presents. It actually was really fun. It was really fun. She has never got to eat that much sugar, candy, and chocolate right after she wakes up because she opened her stocking first. So (laughs) it was a blast, man. Um, We had a good Christmas. We didn't travel, so that was weird. It was like our first Christmas at not traveling, Um, but we still made the best of it. We had a good time. Yeah, hope you had a good one, too. That's good. I did. Got to hang out with family and um, just chill. It was nice to be off of work for a while. Yeah. Um, can't complain. It's a nice yeah. COVID Christmas. Not a great good. Christmas because you don't got everyone around, but a good COVID Christmas. <laughs> COVID Christmas. Uh, that's right. Dude, let's let's never have a COVID Christmas again. That, uh, you know, let's just be done with COVID in 2021 Might. at Who some knows? point. You would think. Josh, um, as you know. Close. It might just be here forever and we'll yeah. always be in. We'll always be in lockdown. Yeah, probably. I don't I don't see the benefit day. long term of lockdown, but you never know. You never know. As long as we're supplied with uh, with coffee and food and all the things you need, it's good to go. I'm on my like fifth sip True. of coffee of the day right now, and I can feel it just coercing through my veins and body and uh charging me up so i'm feeling good i love coffee uh, man that's good that's it's good. so good Pretty too i'm a fan which reminds me i think i ran out of coffee but let's be honest most of the time i'm on starbucks coffee so yeah that's fair uh, that's the, they one... have the best iced coffee like they I have can't great figure it iced out. coffee dude yes and i can't make it i've tried buying every iced coffee that's out there i've purchased and drank it's crap um, it's Dude. disgusting. It's got that weird yeah. freaking aftertaste to it. I'm just yeah. not a fan. Even Starbucks iced coffee that's yeah. like you buy in the jugs uh-huh. or whatever at the not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then their iced coffee blend is like a specific blend for that, and you yeah. can't buy it. Sometimes well, it's in the okay. supermarkets, but in general, you, you can't buy it. Have you ever done a homemade cold brew coffee? I don't like cold brew coffee. You don't like cold brew. Okay. Well, Starbucks does Mm. do killer iced coffee and they probably do it intentionally. So you can't replicate it. You know, they probably have like some little thing they do that they're just like, yeah, we don't want the world to know about that. But yeah. Well, it's just, I worked for Starbucks. It's just hot brewed coffee that they put in the refrigerator. That's how they make it. Really? There's nothing special, but there's something about it. That's really, really good. Man. Um, and it's like wow. it's it's got that bite to it because I drink it black because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's how all coffee should be, um, <laughs> and it has a bite to it that I like. That's why I don't like the the cold brew is it's too mm-hmm. smooth, yeah. um, and I like that bite. But see, I, I like that. About One day cold I'll figure brew. it out. But you know, yeah, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> I'm glad you recognized it. That you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well played. All right, Andrew. Well played. I got a question for you. Yes. Got a question for you. Yep. 
Uh, yep. What book have you read recently that you would recommend and why? This is terrible. I have not read many books recently. Um, I just Dude. picked up The Hobbit again because it is uh, my Kindle had been not charged. I just hadn't been using it much. And then I charged it up because I'm like, it's about to be Christmas break. Like, I got some time off and I've been cruising through The Hobbit. Um it's not a not a great like it. self-help professional book or anything like that but dude it's entertaining it's so good one of my favorite all-time books so i'd recommend it it's great for that just uh nice. mental relaxation you know what about you any good books i've i've never read any fiction book in my life from what? cover to cover until Dude. until the Hunger Games came out in movie form, and I saw really? the first one, and it just ended, and it pissed me off. So I went and bought all those books. I think <laughs> nice. I, I think on my Kindle, I would assume, uh, and read them That's in a awesome. weekend because I was like, "What the heck? I need to know how the story ends." And it's the only fiction I've ever read. Dude, okay, I like, used to be I was homeschooled first grade through fourth grade, and that explains so I, much. Yeah, it does. Uh, and so I went to kindergarten, then I went back to school in fifth grade. But like my mom was really freaked out because I was testing as a slow reader, um, like uh, that I was like underdeveloped in reading. But it's because I'm stubborn and I had mandatory pleasure reading time every day, which I hated it because oh, it was you forced. Have mandatory pleasure anything. Yeah, it was called pleasure reading time. But I was like, there's nothing pleasurable about reading. And so I just fought it tooth and nail. But then in fifth grade, I remember yeah. we were assigned like to read The Hobbit uh, or like maybe there were a couple books we could read and we could pick one. And I picked The Hobbit because I'm like, well, that seems cool. And dude, I breezed through that whole book. It was the first book I ever read cover to cover that was like a real book, you know. And then from there, I was like, oh, I actually kind of love reading. Like I see what's what this is about, you know, and ever since I've always loved reading a good book uh whether it's fiction or nonfiction, but um yeah man that was the one that got me uh over the hump from being behind to being like oh i see why people like this but moral of the story is i'm stubborn mm, interesting <laughs> yeah my issue is i'm dyslexic so mm. reading has always been a chore to me that's why yeah. i only read nonfiction books is because it's a chore it feels like i need to learn something while i do it uh, yeah. And I read a lot these days, but I didn't read until well after high school. Yeah, I love podcasts like, and audiobooks okay. and all that stuff. But yeah, I don't spend that much time reading, reading just because it's like there's too much other stuff to do, you know? It's true. Yeah. I wanted to buy a, uh, the new Kindles are waterproof. And Ooh, I was like, man, cool. I could read while I'm in the shower and kill two birds <laughs> with one stone. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Dude, get some reading I done. have. I have a question. Because when for else you? do you ever sit down and read? Because anytime yeah. you sit down and read, you got like thirty other things you could be doing. Exactly. So I now just read right before bed. Like you know, shows off. Like I'm chilling in bed, pick up the Kindle and read for like twenty minutes, and then I'm like, okay, I'm nice and you know, that's a good rhythm. So I'm going to try gotcha. to keep it. Yeah. I got a question for you, man, and it's it's an open ended one. Uh, you know, choose your own adventure, but. Josh, what is the worst nice. place to puke? Like the absolute worst place to puke. Anywhere. <laughs> it is a Anywhere horrible is the worst feeling. Place to puke. Like it's I so don't bad. I don't puke like at all. The last time <laughs> I puked was like man, 
uh, for like 2012, 2013 wow. maybe. Mm-hmm. And I fought it and fought it and fought it. And then I puked all over my wall on the way into the bathroom because I fought <laughs> it for too long. But the worst place to puke, like if it was going to happen, was like mm-hmm. someone forgot to flush the toilet. And now you have to puke. <sighs> I think that'd be the worst experience. Yeah, that's terrible. Miserable. Oh, that'd be so bad. That's when you're like puking in the shower. Here we go. Yep, yep. I'm just you aim for the floor. Like, Hopefully I not big chunks. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be the worst. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of puking. Like, oh, no. that is the worst feeling it's in just the entire a world. Like, I know those feeling. people that are like, terrible. once I puke, then I'll feel good. I'm just not one of those people. Like, I yep. get what you're saying, but I don't want to puke. Yeah. No, no, thank you. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. And your whole like, I'm like a violent puker too. So like my whole body tenses up, and then I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. exhausted now because I puked. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Not my thing. Not yeah, my it's thing. horrible. Right, it's Andrew. one of the absolute worst feelings. Mm-hmm. What is the last show you binge watched that you would be embarrassed to tell us? To be on Netflix, Hulu, any of your streaming platforms. Right, 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 right. The any new Peacock, stream. if you want to get on the Peacocks. Peacock's uh, actually really good, pretty quickly. by the way. That's the only place yeah. you're going to get o- The Office at is on yes. Peacock. Really soon. Um, I watch really The soon. West Wing pretty religiously. Um, and uh, The West Wing on left Peacock? on Christmas on Christmas Eve. No, I don't know where it is, but it left Netflix on Christmas Eve. Oh. So like, I was watching it going to bed. Uh, yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep, so I turned went to turn it back on, and it was gone. Oh. So I was like, "What the heck? Where the heck that did it go?" Messed, Thankfully, I own it up. on you know Apple iTunes or whatever, and watched it there. But but to do um, that on Christmas like, Eve heck? is brutal, man. Right? That is rough. That's mean. So yeah. shady, Gosh. shady, shady, shady. Poor move, Netflix. All right, um, the show that I watched probably embarrassingly fast. Um, I only watched two seasons of it so far, but I watched them ridiculously quick um, alone uh, on the Amazon Prime um, where they drop. I might have told you this, but they drop people. It's a slightly older show, but they drop people in this extreme environment, Vancouver Island, for the first two seasons, um, which is like Canada way up there, British Columbia, super Mm -hmm. cold, super rainy. And you just survive as long as you can. And the winner gets $500,000. But it's like this crazy, it's impressive because it's like this, it it becomes more psychological at some point than anything else because they figure out food and water and shelter, you know. Uh, But yeah, dude, alone, I I went through two seasons of that like real fast, real, real fast. I binge watch everything. Like, I'm not embarrassed to say that I binge watch everything. Any new show, I'm going to watch it straight. Yeah. Uh, like only thing I'm going to watch is going to be that. Except to, like when I'm going to bed at night. Then it's yeah. The Office, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um but uh uh what's the show I was going to say? Um for life I can't remember what I was thinking. But yeah, hmm. not a like most shows I watch through. Oh, that's the thing I was going to say. Thing that pisses me off and you lose my attention pretty quick <laughs> is if you're one of those freaking platforms that only releases one episode a week. Like, yeah, what I'm not the a fan hell? Like, dude, That's if you're going to be a HBO. streaming service, be a streaming service, you know? Yeah. Like, put it all Let out there. Let me binge it, because mm-hmm. that's what this was created to do. Uh, that was unless you got a really good story. So, like, yeah. Apple TV has some pretty good stories. Like, Defending Jacob, pretty, like, kept me engaged the entire that. time. 
Yeah. Um, and they only release yeah. one episode a week. There's another nice. one on there. Um, she's like a detective little girl. Um, that kept me engaged week to week. I can't nice. remember the name of it now. Hmm. Um, and then the other ones are, it's Apple. They're going to be political in nature. Right, um, right, right. Hey, speaking of watch, political but... in nature, Josh, what is the worst way to spend your soon-to-be stimulus cash? <laughs> What's the worst? Well, it depends thing you on can how much it's that? going to be. Yeah, um, <laughs> between six hundred and two thousand dollars ish. Something. Like I think that. the worst would be uh, spending it all on blow and hookers. That's probably <laughs> be the worst way to spend it because I don't do blow or hookers, um, so it's just like a waste of money. <laughs> And just, just throw it away. It'd be terrible. It. You just prepay for a bunch and never use yeah. it. Yeah. You just. I wouldn't even uh, want it because I wouldn't want to get busted with it. So like I just yeah. pay for it. I'm like you know just give it to give give it to you know one of those people that can't afford it that really needs it. Give it to them. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine getting conned out of that stimulus money to make a campaign donation to one of the presidential campaigns at this point? <laughs> like you know I'm just. What if that's why they the really Trump waited camp. for it? It was like there's all these people that were like worried that they're just going to turn around and give money back <laughs> yeah. to the federal government. They're like uh, we don't donations. want these to be literally Trump bucks. Isn't there a so limit on wait. how much money you're allowed to give to a campaign? I don't know. There is, but there's all kinds of loopholes. So, you know, like you can, like, I think it's 2000 bucks per individual, but then if you have a business as well, they can give a certain amount. You can give a certain, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Blowing hookers. That is definitely a a terrible way to spend. I think it'd just be a waste of the money. You'd be like, dang, I wasted all that money. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I'll end up spending it on things on Mm -hmm. Amazon. Like, that's probably where it's going to go, let's be honest. Let's be real. That's where most people are spending it, man. Amazon is going crazy this year. I should probably pull my Amazon record and see how much money I've spent on Amazon this year. (laughs) It's a good thing Amazon doesn't give you a wrap-up. You know, there's the Spotify wrap-up of, like, you had this many (laughs) listens. If Amazon did, everybody would be so embarrassed. Like, you spent $7,500 You bought 307 toilet paper rolls. You've spent $180,000. You've received back on your Amazon card. Yeah, and you're sitting there like, wait, that is more money than I made. How did I, how did I do this? What happened? Yeah, you're like I went most in debt Americans. to Amazon. You're okay. Oh, that's funny. I was telling, oh, I was telling my brother. My brother has the same Amazon card that I do, the titanium one. So it's like metal. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, and he likes to use nice. his everywhere because it looks cool, which is fair. I get it. It does look cool. Um, yeah. But I don't use it for anything other than Amazon. So I was telling my brother, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, I actually don't actually know where it is. I think I went looking for it once. Well, you've had multiple it. moves in the last 12 months. So it's like, it yeah, could be many locations. But I don't know where any of my credit cards are. That's um, funny. <laughs> like, except like the two that I carry on me all the time. Well, yeah, um, you don't really need them physically that much. It's like, you just, you well, know. Well, I use my Southwest a- card for everything. Because yeah, got to rack fair. up those Southwest miles. And then I, did, I carry around my st- Apple card because it's an Apple yeah. card and you got to show that thing off because that's freaking cool. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's I, I just have it, my United card these days this. in case because that's now like yeah. they actually fly into the airport that I use when I fly. In, in Southwest the old days is coming to Colorado Springs. 
Dude, are they coming back? In March. I love Southwest. They left just yep. as I started traveling a bunch for work. And that was a real bummer. And I don't then, think they've ever flown into the Southwest. No, they were here. They've never flown into the Springs before. They were. They did. They did. Uh, about here, when six you say years here, ago. do you mean here where I am or where you are? <laughs> no, Colorado Springs. The Southwest used to be one of the airports. Did. Yes, I swear really? they definitely did. It was like Southwest United like American Southwest and like a Allegiant or something like that. They were there for a few mm. years, I promise you. But yeah, then they left. But that's that's good news. I'll just leave it at that. Southwest is the yeah, best. It's like six six or seven direct flights too a day. So nice, not bad. Nice, dude. That's what's up. Well, bro, all those Southwest miles I got. Why are we Why are we talking all this nonsense, bro? Why are we doing all these questions? What's going on? Just for fun. What's the point? It entertains us while we <laughs> while we meet before we dive into our content. This is the thing yeah, that we do. How else could us. we say things like? I'll be honest. As we've been talking Jesus back and land. forth, I knew, I knew, like deep down inside, we were recording right now. But um, in all honesty, I kind of <laughs> forgot that we were recording. So, if I said anything inappropriate, uh, blame Andrew. Because remember, he called Como <laughs> Homo. So there's that thing. <laughs> Mistakes were made. You're dropping hookers and blow over here. So, you know, uh, it is what it is. He was on TV uh, recently about something. Oh I was like, gosh. oh, Como the Homo. Uh, he's not. <laughs> Fact check Como is a married man. He is not gay. You're killing me. You're never uh, going to let that go. I almost spit my coffee. No, because every time I see him, I think of it. <laughs> His state's oh, in trouble. He's losing millions right now. Yeah, um, that's all right. Government just prints money anyway. They just actually they don't even print it these days. They just add more zeros to digital currency. So it's fine. It's <laughs> what much. it is. Pretty uh, much. It's not where our hope lives. And yet, and because the American dollar is still you know the baseline for the world, yeah. uh, we can really do whatever we want with it, and it doesn't really change a lot. True. Um, welcome to macroeconomics. <laughs> now, if the if the rest of the world really wanted to screw us, they won't because it's going to cost them yeah. money to do it. Uh, they change the currency to something else. Yeah. We base it on the Chinese yen or something. Yeah. Um, well, the, we the U.S. dollar is what all oil has to be bought and sold in, in the world. Yep. Like not necessarily yep. at the gas pump in like Yemen, but it, at all trade level, oil has to be bought and sold in dollars. So as long as that's the case, we're probably okay. When it's not the case, we're true. in trouble. So that's probably true. Politics, so, dude. So what are we yeah. talking about today? As we finish up First Corinthians thirteen yes. versus whatever through whatever. I don't remember. Dude, <laughs> what that was through eight. Through that eight. was a very precise description, and I appreciate it. That's that's a good what I was going for. I I really <laughs> want to give just a clear understanding of what we've been up to. Uh, when you're a full pastor, and if when you're a pastor again someday, you should just preach that way. We're in First Corinthians thirteen verses, whatever to whatever. Wait, wait, figure it you, out. Did Read you your say Bible. when you're a full pastor and then corrected yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what I was saying. I'm just Am going I a half fly. pastor now? <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> that's funny. I'm ordained. Know. I'm ordained I mean, twice actually. When you are when you're working full time as a pastor, I'll say it that way. Uh, someday, <sighs> then funny. you know you should preach that way. First Corinthians, whatever to whatever. Read your Bible. Yeah. You should know where. Read I your Bible. Find it yourself. What the heck? This should wrong be. With you? This should be familiar to you, people. So, uh, yeah, First Corinthians thirteen. 
15, 1 through 8. Dude, we're on episode 33, which is ridiculous Such to me. Such a good number. Um, that was Patty yeah, Waugh's number. That's what number? Patrick Waugh. He's the goaltender ah. for the Avs back in the day. Nice. Won two cups. Nice. So uh, he this also is... beat his wife, so probably don't oh. want to put him too much on a pedestal, but he was a really good, good hockey, hockey player. Good at hockey, not good at life. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. So this is episode 33, Love Endures All Things. And we're almost at the end of this kind of these chunks of what love does and doesn't do that we've been working through. And it's actually been really cool, um, I think. And it's been we've been doing this all through the lens of relationship. Um, so if you are just catching our show for the first time, go back and listen to all of season two, um, because it's all about these verses and it's all about relationship with other people and relationship with God and kind of what love looks like and doesn't look like inside a relationship because we think that's important. So um, this week we're talking about love endures all things. Um, and the Amplified Bible says love endures all things and then puts little parentheses without weakening. And I was thinking about that because I don't know. That's kind of a cool way to think about endurance um, where, you know, like if you're going on a long run, um, say, or whatever physical activity, at some point you start weakening a little bit because it's like I'm getting worn out. But but the idea of without weakening, like you endure all things and remain just as strong throughout the whole time. That's a cool way to think about it. So without weakening, like you're at at full force the whole time. Um, And ironically uh as we were talking about this like what it means to endure all things in love the first thing that came to mind i've been watching the bachelorette with jana um because she was put that on your list of things you should be embarrassed to watch yeah yeah but i'm just being honest here and being transparent i've she was watching it every tuesday night i started watching it you guys you know and uh he's the one that got jana into it uh he pulls out all his (laughs) He puts on his, you know, uh, comfortable clothes and he grabs the popcorn and Jana sent me a picture. He was on the couch <laughs> before Jana was ever there, ready to go with the Had bachelor. it all queued up. I was, uh, I was He even started ready. the show before Jana was ready and he had to restart it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she I couldn't wait. Up. I couldn't wait. No, yeah. it was our friend Roxanne. He just wanted to know you, how, you know, who Derek was going to, to <laughs> fall in love with. He was just all into it. No. So the guy like who Derek won. was a good bachelor. Zach. Him. I don't know if there were any Derricks on there, but this fella that won, uh, Zach, it was his name. He, his story was filled with like years ago. Uh, he had, he had kind of gone through this. He had this crazy event where they, he thought he was going to die like a uh, brain tumor, if I'm not wrong, or if I'm remembering right. And, and ended up having surgery and all this stuff and they saved his life. But he was living for a period of time thinking, this is my last day. I'm about to die. So then out of that, he didn't know Jesus. And out of that, he kind of was recovering and then slipped into like quite a bit of addiction to like some pretty serious pills and drugs and all of that. And like a lot of things went wrong in his life. And the cool thing was that like when uh, he brought his parents in, you could tell he had a real respect and love for his parents. And he was real clear about it because like he, he kind of credits them with like, I would be dead without you, you know? Um, and they never gave up on me. They loved me the whole time. Um, and I am alive for one and the hope filled person that he seems to be. 
uh, because they didn't give up on him, you know? And I just think about love endures all things without weakening as being like, like it's a choice to give up on a relationship, right? It's a choice to say, I'm just not going to pursue that person to be a friend anymore. I'm just not going to pursue that person for Jesus anymore. I'm out, you know, wash my hands of it. We're done. Um, but love endures all things. And I guess it does so without weakening. And it's a powerful testament when people do that. But it's it's a lot easier to walk away when things get tough or to or to have the thought of like, well, that's not my problem. That's somebody else's problem. Um, you know, I don't have to fix them. I can't fix them. I don't have to keep trying. I'm I'm sick of it. I'm over it. I'm done. Whatever. But that's not that's not the way Jesus uh, treats us, I guess, actively. So that's my that's my five cents uh, on on the start. What are yeah, your thoughts too, about like, this? There's, there's so many different ways that um, you can kind of take this this approach. Like, there's the the clear, the, you know, the the common sense. It's right in front of us. Way of, like, we we endure our things inside of relationships. So just don't like the the keys. Just don't give up on. Them. Like, we, I I think maybe it's an American thing. Maybe it's just a human nature thing. Um, but we give up on relationships really quick. And we've talked about this mm -hmm. before, before, like Christians have this tendency to draw lines in the sand um, and then shun everyone that's not on their line of the sand of whatever mm -hmm. the line you know, represented. Um, and yeah. we just end relationships without fighting for them. Or something happens inside of relationships and instead of dealing with it, talking through it, um, humbling yourself so you can hear the other side, uh, yeah. we just choose to to sever the relationship and move on. I get that. Uh, but the other side that you can look at this too is like sometimes people's issues, sometimes the burdens that they carry in their lives are too much that we want to carry them. <laughs> We're just hmm. like, you know, you know, it was a good run, Andrew. We had, we had hmm. a lot of great times. Yeah. Um, but like your your life is really messy right now. Um, and my life just finally got to a place where it's not messy. And I'm going to mm. keep it that way yeah. uh, and per, kind of protect my unmessiness of yeah. my life. And just yeah. I'm still friends with you. Like when you get on the other side of this, um, yeah. let's let's hang out again. But while you're going mm. through it, I'm probably not the person to help you carry those mm. burdens. Yeah. Um, so there's that piece of it too. I think, you know, endurance of like, yeah, we have to keep stepping into the junk of people's lives, um, yeah. because we need people to step into the junk of our lives. Um, that's yeah. what carrying one of those burdens look like. And, uh, I think that's important to, to, to not forget. Um, cause there's yeah. too many, there's so many times that like someone says something that they need. And my first response is like, eh, someone else will take care of it. <laughs> not mm. my problem. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and our response should be like, no, 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 I need to get in the mess. I need to, and I'm not saying take on their issues. Um, yeah. Like carrying their burdens doesn't mean fix their issues for them or fix them. Uh, yeah. That's that's not healthy for anybody. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we should be getting into the mess of of people's lives because lives are messy, and um, of course you're going to get messy a little bit. Like of course it's going to get on you. It's just it's mm -hmm. not like if it's going to, it's just a matter of time when it's going to. Um, and I think yeah. we often forget that. Um, or when things just get too much, we don't know what to do or handle. It's easier for us mm -hmm. to just sever ties and move on yeah. with our lives rather than to, to continue to help. And I'm as guilty as anyone else. Like I've been there plenty of times where something's yeah. happened, even in family members' lives where you're like, you know, this is beyond <laughs> me. Like it's, it's a little too messy for me. Um, there's other people <laughs> dealing with it. They're taught like, it's fine. I don't yeah. want to get involved. Uh, yeah. Like, 
and the crappy thing about it, that is like, here's someone that would call you friend, um, mm-hmm. or would call you brother, sister, if, if it's a, if it's a sibling, um, and is desperate that mm-hmm. someone just notices them is desperate that someone recognizes. And then you just stop intervening in their life. Cause you're just tired and it's just yeah. a lot to handle. Um, mm-hmm. you're trying to protect yourself. I, I, I get all the reasons why we do it. Um, and then that person's like, man, do they even care? Like, I haven't heard from them in, in months. Yeah. Like, yeah. do they even do they even care about me anymore? Do they and even now notice? you're the scumbag dirtbag yeah. that, that doesn't care about people because you were just trying to protect yourself and get out of the way um, yeah. in your own head. It's kind of how you're justifying it. But yeah, the mess of people's lives is as messy as it is. We should definitely be engaging it. Um, not fixing it. We're not here to fix people. It's not anyone's intention. Right. If that's your intention, you're wrong. Like it's not your job right. to fix people. It is your job to help them carry the burdens and speak truth into their lives, but it's their life. They could do anything they want with it. Um, yeah. And, and it's, yeah. It's and, uh, our responsibility just to sit with them. And you can't walk around being the hero to every single person you see in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're listening to this thinking, well, these guys are crazy. Like there's obviously way, way too many people with way too many needs that I know, or I see, or I pass in the store or that are homeless or whatever that I drive past. And it's like, yeah, okay. But you could probably do better (laughs) in, in like just your small circle alone. You know, there's probably somebody who you're like avoiding their phone call or text, or, you know, you need to pick up the phone call or invite for coffee or whatever you do in these COVID times. Like we could all do better. There's people that, uh, I that I am close friends with that I need to call just to check in with and see how they're really doing. Like, and yeah. you know we need to be be willing to care for people and do all things. So yes, the reality is we can't do that for every single person we see or interact with or get to know. But I think we could all probably do a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> like, there's always room for improvement. And are you caring pe- yeah. for people well? And are you enduring all things well? Um, at least there's room in my life for that. There, I'm never walking around feeling like, wow, I've really <laughs> cared for everybody that I know well. I've really uh, been, I've really endured all things without weakening super well today. I'm like, yeah. no. If I do that for one or two people a week, I'm like, I'm doing great. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. You know, of course there's room for improvement, but in the, the well, hours of the day like... I had, I feel like this was decent. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and this this is why it's important to have community in general. Like, yeah, in community, we all bear one another's burdens together. Um, I'm not yeah. required to do it just for you, Andrew, and I'm the only one doing it. Like, that is exhausting. Right. Um, right. If, here's the three people that I'm going to do this for. But when you do it inside of community, and community is caring for one another, um, like yeah. it's it's an easier it's an easier thing to carry. It's not. I don't feel the weight by myself of like it's all up to me. No, it's up to the mm-hmm. community, and I want to make sure the community's doing it, and I want to make sure I'm doing my part inside of it. Uh, but when we do it together, then. You know, life's much easier um, to to bear one of those birds, and I think that's what we miss oftentimes um, in those in those verses. Is you know, he's yes, there's individual responsibility, but a lot of what you know, especially Paul's letters are are, are to the church. It's to a community mm-hmm. of people. So yeah. these are the things that we do as a community of people. I play my part. I invest um, as I need to individually, but I don't have to do all of it because so-and-so yeah. and so-and-so are also investing. And we know that we've taken care of 
whatever the issue is, the needs um, that we yeah. can do, you know, dive into. And I think the other part of it too is like, I'm a fixer by nature. I want to fix problems. Yeah, um, totally. As most, most men are. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I go into situations like that's usually my mentality. If it's up to me, I've got to fix it. Um, and oftentimes you've got to just let go. Like I think of a story, uh, we have a family friend um, that um, his mom passed away when I was just out of high school and they were, my brother was a senior in high school and he's a couple years younger. Um, and like, I remember going over to their house with their family. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've been around someone, especially someone that was, you know, died surprisingly, yeah. like it was unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing you can say that's going to fix it. Like there's nothing yeah. you're going to say no. that's going to make it better. Um, no. There's no verse you can quote. There's no pray, mm-hmm. prayer you can pray. Like there's, there's nothing. You just sit there with them. That's it. And there's a lot of silence. Um, There's a lot of not saying anything. And I learned through that situation of like, no, sometimes your presence is all that's needed. I don't need to fix anything. I just need to be present. So when people are going through it in their life, like they're not asking you to fix it, hopefully, Um, you know, do what you can. But at the same time, most of the time, they're just asking you to be present. Like, don't go anywhere. Be around. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, invite them out to the same things you invited them out to beforehand. Like, don't don't pull them out because their life seems to be falling around. Even whether it's their own doing or not, doesn't matter. Um, I think oftentimes when we see moral failures in people's lives, uh, man, do we pull the plug really fast? I'm not friends with them anymore. Uh, And I think that's I think it's the wrong approach um, inside the Christian world, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I've had friends have had affairs, and um, you know, no longer friends with them um, because I thought I was better than them, and you know, I don't want to associate myself with a sinner. That's ridiculous. Jesus would never do that. Uh, If you couldn't tell with the tone of my voice, I was being sarcastic, folks. Yes, Um, Jesus. Dude, I have exactly where Jesus was. I have an example that I hope ties in well. Um, but having a two-year-old... It's going to be one of those examples that you just kind of like throw it out there and like, if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it we might, like it didn't happen, we keep moving it on. It might be. It might be. No, so I'm always trying to like teach my two-year-old what the Bible says or what it means like in a real way because like it's it can be tough to like communicate a parable to, to a little tiny girl, you know, who's two years old. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing my best to try to make that a normal part of life. So the other it'd day... It'd be easier if it was a boy. They understand things yeah. quicker. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, kidding. It was a boy. A it'd be so much easier. Uh, just to take shots funny. at the feminist. No, I... So so I have I have a bunch of chickens, as you know, and I like to give them uh, treats because I like to treat my chickens well. So I got all this split grain, which is like corn kernels and all this stuff that's kind of like crushed so it's small and they can eat it. So I ran out of bird seed the other day. Um, not for my chickens, but just for the birds, because we have a bird feeder and a cool place to watch them in the backyard. So anyway, you're like an uh, old married couple now. I know, I know, like retired married couple. I just picture yeah. you guys in rocking chairs watching the bird feeder. The hilarious thing is, my two year old daughter loves watching the birds. Like she <laughs> loves seeing what birds are around. Like oh, woodpecker, cardinal. Oh, like it's funny. ridiculous. So because she likes it so much, I'm like, I try to get bird seed out there often. You know. So anyway, I ran out of bird seed, but I um, filled up a cup of like split the split grains for the chickens and I brought it up and I dumped it around the bird bird feeder because we had just gotten like, I don't know, 10 inches of snow, like a lot of snow. And I was like, you know, the birds need food still. 
And I poured it out and spread it all around. And, you know, within an hour, there were just a ton of birds out eating it. And I saw a literal sparrow. And I was like, Catherine, look, my daughter's name, look at that. Like, there's a sparrow, you know? And, like, that that's what it looks like, that really plain-looking bird. But they're really nice. And I was like, the Bible tells us that, like, God feeds the sparrows. He takes care of the sparrows. And how much more important are are us? Like, he sees us as more important than the small birds, but he looks after them, so he cares about us, too. And maybe some of that sticks, maybe some of it doesn't, but for me, it was a good reminder of, like, you know, that's true, but kind of the point of what you were making of, like, it's done in community, because, like, you know, there are probably 50 birds back here eating all the bird seed I kind of dumped around, um, but the reality is I don't put it out every day, um, but God makes sure they're fed every day, every single day. And he does that through community. Um, there's a lot of people that put bird food out, you know, in this area. And there's a lot of just food that happens in the woods for them. Um, but it was just this like cool moment of like, I felt like God almost said to me quietly, like, yeah, sometimes I do that through you. Sometimes I do that through people, you know, like, yeah, I make sure everybody's fed. I make sure everybody's looked out for, but you have a part to play basically, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that kind of fits with like what you were saying of going and, and sitting in with your friend who is grieving over a loss of a loved one, uh, unexpected loss, you know, like that's you uh, looking out for a real need that somebody has where you obviously can't fix it. <laughs> you can't bring somebody back from the dead and, or replace that relationship they had, but you can go do your small part in community to love well and endure things well. So I hope that fits, but yep. that's my bird story for the day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like, I think too, like, and we said this last episode, like, yes, God is the source of all things um, in your life. Mm -hmm. Like he, he can provide them all and sustain you. Um, but there's a good portion of what God provides. He provides them through community, through people. Um, that we miss out on when we choose not to engage the community or we miss out on because the community decides not to engage it, um, whatever it is. Um, and I think that's, that's, you know, the, the two sides to this, this situation is there's things as part of the community that I'm responsible for investing into it. Like, am I putting time into loving all elements of, of our community? Well, um, and investing in all elements of our community well and putting in, you know, using the gifts that God has given me to bless the rest of them. Um, and then the other side is too, is like, am I engaging in community so I can be blessed myself? Or am I keeping yeah. separate from everything um, because life's just too hard and I can't build into another relationship? What if they, they hurt me again? What if, you know, all those questions that run through your head um, as, as you're digging into deeper into relationship. Um, but that's how God designed it. That's what it's, and you're going to get hurt. Like if the quicker you come to the terms with that idea is you're going to get hurt at some mm -hmm. point inside a relationship, I think mm -hmm. the easier relationship becomes because yep. not that you're going around expecting it. You're like, Oh, when are they going to hurt me next? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, they know so much about me. They're going to use that information against me. Uh, well, the more authentic you are and just in general in life, less harm they're going to do because you're just who you are. Um, yeah. But uh, like there's a piece of community I think we miss because we just don't engage ourselves. We're not blessed by it. Um, and we don't endure through it because we just don't have that community around us to help yeah. us endure. Like I've been through plenty of hard things in my life and community is the thing that 
keeps you going. So the yeah. key thing that you're like, no, like I don't, whether it's, I don't want to disappoint this person, this person, this person, or I know this person has my back no matter what. Um, and that gives you the, the, uh, um, the endurance to keep pushing, um, through whatever yeah. happens to be going on. If you start to hear my dog barking, um, you might not, and because this microphone's pretty good, but, uh, he's sleeping right now. So he's barking <laughs> at something in his sleep. Uh, only <laughs> time he funny. barks these days is while he's sleeping. <laughs> I always wonder he's what dog dreams are right about, now. you know, but maybe one day I we'll think find my out. dog dreams of being a big dog. And he like, <laughs> he like punishes other dogs. He just like, just takes really scary to everybody else. Yeah. Little yeah. ones. He's just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause he's the opposite of that. Yeah. He hasn't That's pooped funny. outside without me in um, <laughs> like two days, three days, maybe. Maybe um, he's like, when I'm a big door, dog in time. my dreams, I poop anywhere I want. Cause I'm a big dog. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You're just like, yeah, I don't care if you bark at me. Uh, he's going crazy You're not scared right me. I'm scaring you. Um, I no, I, I can't hear him. So we're good. We're good. Maybe that's the good. people will. We'll find out. But um, yeah, man, I I don't know. Love endures all things without weakening. And I don't know. How do we get practical on this? Like, I feel like we've, that's maybe been one of the strengths of of this whole series of podcasts that we've been doing is we've tried really hard to get practical around each aspect of what love and does and doesn't do. So how do we endure all things? Like, wh what are your thoughts on getting real practical today or this week about it? I think with like a lot of these things, just take the right next step. Like, I think you're going to get... Um, if you're paying attention, I think you're going to get prompting from Jesus in certain areas that you should, in, you know, invest, engage, uh, encourage, challenge um, in certain relationships. Um, and I think um, just take that right next step in that, do whatever that is, um, you know, and always be looking for opportunities to to endure. I think, um, mm -hmm. and I know this isn't a practice of ours that that we typically d dig into on a regular basis um, because enduring is hard and who the heck wants yeah. to do that. Um, but look for ways to endure. Like this is why fasting I think plays a role because it, mm. it reframes things you have to endure. Um, so, you know, that Jesus habit of, of fasting I think is, is super helpful. Um, but yeah, look for opportunities to endure in relationship. You know, you have those people around you that man, they just take some extra love. Yeah. Um, oftentimes those people we like to, you know, put them at a distance for a while. Cause you're like, I don't have any more love to give to them. Um, but maybe yeah. it's, hey, maybe I should engage them first this time. Maybe I should reach out to them instead of them being always mm -hmm. the one that reaches out to me because I don't want to invest, um, you know, for, for whatever reason they're there. And maybe you can find a purpose in that relationship um, and yeah. dig into it. Um, so just, I, I think it'd be intentional. Just look for those opportunities and look for ways to engage. I think expand your uh, community circle. Um, mm -hmm. I think so often... Uh, we get overwhelmed with our immediate families um, and oh, I have to love these individuals well, and that's important. Um, but that isn't the only relationships that Jesus calls us to. Um, there's yeah. plenty of other relationships around you that he's definitely calling you into and, and you should be investing in and loving well there. Um, so look for those opportunities. Um, and uh, you know, if you're at a place, I think this too, like so often the enemy's goal is, is to segregate us from our community, right? I'm too tired. I'm too, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever the issue is going on, you know, I'm too depressed. I, I can't engage any more of this. Like so many of those issues often go away when I choose to invest in community. Hmm. And I choose, choose to invest in my people. 
and maybe it's way outside your comfort zone, but you need to be the one that starts the next gathering. And just sending mm. out the group text of like, hey, I'll host this week. I want to do this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, anyone interested? And yeah. whoever's interested comes. And then you'll be all disappointed because you're like, well, the people that wanted to come didn't come. Get over <laughs> yourself. Uh, the friends that are around <laughs> you are the friends that are around you. Like, uh, like invest in who's there. Stop chasing yeah. relationships you don't have. Yeah. Um, like, I think that's another piece that we just, especially as Americans, we screw up royally on a regular basis. Like, the friendships yeah. you have, the relationships you have are the ones you have. Look for new mm -hmm. ones, sure, great. Um, but stop chasing ones that just don't seem to, like, click just because you right. really like that person. Um, right. I remember being, man, it must have been at one of your, it might, you, you uh, got everyone together for, what did you mm -hmm. call it? The Flow Club was a Flow Club. Flow Club, dude. Freedom I float. love Flow Club. Yeah, Freedom Flow. That was the Fourth um, of July annual floats. But yeah, Flow Club. Yeah, I remember being there. I don't remember who said it, um, but one person said it about another person, uh, and I just found it so weird and strange. But they're just like, "I'm going to be that person's friend. That's my goal today. <laughs> I'm going to become their friend." And like I don't even <laughs> that's know. Funny. I don't even know what to do with that. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. Uh, but it Before feels really we leave, weird to me. We're going to be best friends. I want friends. nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think relationships should be approached that way. I think it should be, ironically, more like uh, more like stepbrothers, where you're like, you have a moment and you're just like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> that's that's a better way. Rather <laughs> After than... you fight for 30 minutes in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love that movie. But... Um, but where it's more like surprising almost is my my point where it's yeah. more like whoa we're actually friends now like i don't know how this happened but we're friends now um yeah. and and i'm gonna hang on to i've that, had that you know? conversation with people yeah um yeah i have friends that have asked me like why are we friends um, yeah. not in like a negative way of like why do we keep doing this it's not working why are we spending uh, time in, together in like <laughs> He's like, why do you, you know, why do you want to hang out with me? And you're like, what? I've never had that question before. Uh, I like you. I don't like you, like you, but I like you. Sometimes I like you, like you, but I like you. Right? Like, I don't know. We just are. I don't know. You I, made I, me laugh that one time and we've just hung out ever since. Yeah. And it seems to work. Like, I enjoy yeah. hanging out with you. Like, I don't know why we're friends. Stop asking weird questions <laughs> and making this all mushy. Um, let's just be men. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so there's that, that piece. I don't know. I some of my closest friends in life pursued me. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be yeah. honest. I'm probably better being pursued than pursuing in general. Um, <laughs> like that's my <laughs> life. But um, uh, yeah, I think, funny. you know, take a chance on new relationships. Like, yeah, I think we find deep meaning in life when you find new friends. Yeah. Um, don't and, replace the old and ones. Don't just, and don't find new friends to get okay. rid of other friends. It, love endures all if they things. are nerds. Oh, I'm sorry. Somehow we were both talking at the same time. I talked over you. What'd you say? I don't remember. Keep going. I was just going to say, real practical, uh, along the lines of all of what you were just saying, is like, pick up the phone. And whether that be to shoot a text off to somebody or Snapchat or call or whatever you do with your phone, people, there's too many avenues to use it. But Communicate with somebody, uh, reach out to somebody who you haven't talked to in a while that you miss or you've had on a mental list of like, I need to call them back. I need to make 10 minutes. Like you don't have to make two hours for a catch up. You can just call people as you're, as you're taking a quick walk or as you're doing some other thing, you know, 
Um, for me, I really enjoy podcasts, but I have to like remind myself of like, no, I should actually catch up with somebody too. You know, I should call a friend. I should call whoever. Um, and just as we were talking, I have a, a good friend from college whose marriage fell apart in a way that I was really sad about. Um, and basically, um, I, I need to reach out to them. And, and this conversation reminded me of that. I'm like, I need to, um, I need to reach out and let them know I still care about him, you know, and I still want to be his friend because he's probably sitting over there like, well, when that happened, Andrew gave up on me. And that's the reality is that's, that's not the case. I was frustrated, you know, but I need to pick up the phone and call and I'm going to try to do that, uh, today. I am going to do that today. So anyway, man, just trying to get practical is like, don't, don't be quick to give up, you know, love endures all things. And, uh, you can be frustrated with people. You can take a minute of a break in, in being as close, but you shouldn't just let bridges just be burned easily. You know, uh, we should be known for fighting for relationships, not being quick to give up on them. That's good. Be known for fighting for relationships. Yeah. Um, I think, I think oftentimes that's not a characteristic of, of us and that definitely is a, an attractive characteristic, um, for the sake of the gospel. Um, if we are a people that, um, fight for relationships, um, and be known for those kind of people, I think that's, that's huge. Now don't manipulate, don't try to control it. Right. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. Fighting for relationships in a healthy way, please people. Um, and I think that's, I think that's great. I think that's, that's a solid word that, that we can walk away with of, you know, am I fighting for, am I fighting for relationships? Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks, man. I'm glad it, I'm glad it came out. That's, uh, that's what makes the Holy Spirit so cool is he sometimes gives us really smart words like that or really wise words, but, um, yeah, I do. I want to be known for fighting for relationships, and it's not my natural um, bent. I'm usually quicker to live in the moment and just be friends with whoever's close. But yeah, man, I want. I see. I hope to be known for that. So, um, yeah, thanks for being my friend, Josh. Thanks for recording this. Thanks for doing this, man. It's uh, it's almost 2021, and that means. A new year, new podcast. As, as you're listening, yeah. as you're listening to this, it is definitely 2021 already. Um, yes. So hopefully, things are really great. Hopefully, like everything yeah. just changed in a moment's notice. <laughs> COVID is over. They yeah. eliminated it from the world. Uh, you can go outside <laughs> again. It's kind of like this yeah. is a different analogy, but same picture. Uh, have you ever seen? I don't even know what movie it is. I think it's a Chris Rock movie and he's running for president maybe. Um, and it comes out that he's about to win. So uh, all the white people in California, like there's a scene of them like running out of their houses to like the polling place of like, no, and it's like one of the, kind of one of those jokes. That's, That's how funny. I picture oh, when COVID's over, people just like running into the street and they're like, what? This is what life is like? The sun? I didn't know that. And like, there'll be all a bunch uh... of sunburns and. Yeah. They won't be able to see because they haven't been outside in, in decades. <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. Or that moment when uh, yeah. uh, Brendan Fraser lived in that uh, house under underground that his parents built. 
what was that called? Whatever that movie was. It was like sure. 90s movie. Uh, I don't know. And he like comes out for the first time and like opens it up and like they built a 7-Eleven or something on top of his bunker. Uh, oh my gosh. And he's like, oh, it's so bright. Kind of one of those moments. <laughs> like, oh, I get to be on the sun again. Life That's is so funny. good. Yeah. Um, hopefully it lives up to people's expectations. There's my fear hmm. of yeah. like, everyone's like, oh, 2021 is going to be the best year ever. And then you're like, no, 2021 sucks. And my advice to you as you start off this new year is 2021 is going to be whatever you make it to be. Even if bad uh, yep. things happen to you, yep. your your perspective and your response to those situations is going to dictate what your 2021 is going to look like. Um, so yeah. hold on to that. Um, and we also your don't relationship get to live a Jesus. year at a time. Don't, don't always think of your life as a year. Think about the moment you're in, you know, and make some yeah. plans. But today's today. That's all you got, you know. Make the most of it. That's good. Yeah, it makes the most of it. Spend some time with Jesus. Start that habit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it's a habit that's going to sustain you and and bring you better clarity on what this life's supposed to look like and who you are supposed to be inside of that yeah. life. Invest in relationship um, with yeah. with others. Um, look for relationships that uh, love Jesus and love you in that order, and, and mm-hmm. invest in those and grow as a follower of Jesus and grow as a, a, a fellow follower of Jesus with others. Um, and that, that's Jesus' commands, and that's why we've spent the last thirty three episodes talking about our relationship with God and our now our relationship with others because this is what Jesus commanded us to do. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the greatest commandments. All the law and the prophets hang on these too. Um, and that's really why we've dug into this. Next couple of episodes or a few episodes, depending on how it plays out, um, we're going to get into just loving yourself. We're going to hit it quickly because I think you spend way too, we've, we spend way too much time on it. It's just not healthy. Um, I think... We spent enough time focusing on ourselves. I think we're just going to cover some key things that I think are important, um, that we think are important um, to helping you love yourself well so we can get you to a place where you can love others and love God well, and then they can do the same back to you. Um, so we got to love ourselves to start this whole thing off. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.